some uh, women, once they're done with kids, they f- they they forget maybe, or or maybe they just don't know how important it is to maintain a healthy cycle. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to the Real Health Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the... We updated the mics. I'm just going to keep rolling with this one. So we updated the mics. We're getting better technology here, and we start talking, and Dr. Barrett's smiling because he says it sounds so much better. That's exactly right. It nice does. Nice job, man. Way to read my lips. <laughs> it does. I, I heard you, too. That's how I, could, I could hear you with this. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because I didn't even say anything. There you go. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope the last episode served you well. We've got a really, really amazing topic continuing our hormone series today. These are going to be the four ways to enter a healthy transition into menopause for women. Um, Dr. Barrett has got some good things he's going to share with the women that listen to this. And if you're a man listening to this, then, well, you may be able to help your wife enter this. Mm -hmm. And so with that, before we... It's a win-win for a relationship. It is a win-win for the relationship. Before we do that, we so much appreciate... The five-star reviews and the ratings, we have one from Becky Crenshaw. Becky, thank you so much. She says, thank you, Dr. B, for sharing practical tips for living our healthiest every day. I found your podcast and listened to every episode in just a few days. I have shared with my family, and we've begun making changes according to some of the advice given. The podcast is a must for anyone wanting to hear. They're here to improve their overall health. Becky Crenshaw, thank you for that review. Forget about binge-watching Netflix or binge-listening <laughs> to the podcast. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That fires me up. Yeah, so Becky, thank you for that. And anyone else, um, go give us a five-star review and a, and a rating, and we'll read it here on the show. Again, we really, really appreciate that. Before we jump in, something very important is happening. Mm. This Friday, if you're listening to this episode, it is Dr. B's birthday. Oh, come on. There Let's go. Is. Dr. B, happy birthday this Friday. Um, hope you have a fantastic day. And Thanks, if you are listening to this, shoot him a message on DN, call in the office, and tell him uh, how much you appreciate him, and happy birthday. So, Thanks, dude. You want to get into it? Let's go. Four healthy or four ways mm-hmm. that women can transition into menopause. Where should we start? And then I have an idea where we'll finish. But where do you where do you think we should start? Uh, let's just go through defining menopause, what okay. it is, and then symptoms of it, and then get into solutions. Cool. Let's define it. Uh, so the classic definition is a without a cycle for twelve months. Um, now, a lot of times uh, menopause can actually initiate in mid thirties. 40s, but it really shouldn't happen until 50s or later. Um, but we are starting to see um, women transition into menopause a lot sooner than ideal. So 12 months without a cycle. Um, I have to ask you, though, why do you think that's happening? Uh, hormone disruptors. Um, so we've got a lot of chemicals that disrupt our hormonal system. Mm-hmm. Uh, stress is a big disruptor. Um toxicity, inflammation, um, and uh, 
And so, and then, you know, uh, some, some, some uh, women, once they're done with kids, they, f- they, they forget maybe, or, or maybe they just don't know how important it is to maintain a healthy cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just say you had your baby at, last baby at 38, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, maybe husband gets snipped, and you're like, hey, I don't need to be fertile anymore. It doesn't really matter, right? So it doesn't matter what my hormones look like. It doesn't matter if I have a cycle, if I'm irregular. But it does matter. And uh, and so sometimes it's just sheer neglect, too, okay. of, of keeping an eye on the cycle as being a really important component. Because we talked about last episode how the cycle is a good indicator for the health of the nervous system and, and hormonal system. So we want to actually try to keep that cycle as long as possible. Um, because it's constantly creating healthy hormone production. Okay. And that helps us transition into menopause, uh, more, uh, benef- uh, in a healthier way. Yeah. Does the woman's body change drastically when they go through menopause with the hormonal part of it? Yeah. I mean, that's really what's happening, right? We're, we're getting a down regulation of hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, so and this can happen at any time in a female's life when they're not ovulating. We talked about this in the um, infertility series. Uh, we talked about this last episode. But if uh, we're not ovulating, then we're not creating secondary hormonal surges, progesterone. We may not get that estrogen um, production high enough to release the egg and uh, and therefore get progesterone secretion because we're, we're, we're never actually released the egg. Um, so, yeah, these... These are uh, issues that can show up all the way through a female's life, um, but when it's not happening for over a year, you know, your 40s and 50s, then then more than likely you're you're transitioning to menopause. Um, so, but you your body has other systems in place to make up for the loss of that hormonal decline. Okay. So that it so that hopefully it mitigates symptoms. It minimizes and, and mitigates a lot of the symptoms that develop in menopause. What are the symptoms? Uh, numerous. Um, it can be, uh, you know, insomnia. It can be night sweats. It can be hot flashes. Um, it can. We can start getting into urinary tract uh, issues, uh, vaginal dryness, pain upon um, sex. It can be uh, lack of energy, mm-hmm. um, weight gain. So a lot of these are possibilities that show up um, depending upon how healthy, again, the body is leading up to the point at which they stop ovulating. I'm guessing it's an important part of the span of a life is is going through the menopause, correct? I mean, it is a, it is a milestone that they have to go through, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, and a lot of cultures celebrate it. Right. It, it, I was thinking about this yesterday with a patient. I was just commenting on how, I don't know, um, how we don't honor um, elderly mm-hmm. anymore and um, the wisdom they have. We see them as fragile. We see them as, as um, you know, somebody who's put in the corner, uh, whereas other cultures celebrate and honor those that are older than them. And, uh, and there's certain milestones like menopause. That's a big milestone for a female transitioning into their older age. 
And uh, it's almost like a, that next rite of passage, right? So you transition into female, and then you transition into, uh, you know, an older woman that is wise and offers advice to to those that are younger than them. So, um, yeah, the 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 big the big thing though, again, it comes down to how healthy are we when we are approaching menopause, and. Um, so we'll give some strategies on and how to help that system out. And then also if you're in menopause and you're running, running ragged with a lot of these symptoms, how we can help, uh, reduce them so that we don't inevitably need hormones. That was going to be my next question is, is if they're in it, is it too late to change what's going on? No, you're saying it's not, it's not, no, definitely not. No. Um, so the, one of the big things that happens is when you stop uh, ovulating, ovulation obviously is important for estrogen, progesterone production, but you have, a, uh, you have other systems in place to help hormonal production. So the adrenal glands, which is a big stress glands um, of the body, it makes a hormone called DHEA, which then is actually a precursor to testosterone, helps with estrogen. Um, so you have these other systems in place and also, uh, fat, a little bit of extra body fat, female, maybe that's 18 to 20%, uh, that little bit extra body fat, is going to help estrogen production. Mm. So it's important for a female, um, to make sure that they are, uh, balanced in their body fat to muscle ratio, mm-hmm. um, that we don't have 30% body fat on them, mm-hmm. but we also don't have 12%. Um, there is a healthy balance of having a little bit of fat to, to make up some estrogen loss. That's good. No, so, I mean, I've so, heard that before too. So okay. therefore you don't, you don't need what most women inevitably go down the road on, which is hormones. So does a woman, we had a couple of questions before we started that we want to make sure that we had, does a woman need hormones to enter menopause? No. No, they. You mean like hormone replacement? Yes, right? yes. No, they don't. They don't, and 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 that's the, one of the big myths uh, out there. Uh, but just like a male who hits forty and is drinking alcohol every you know few days, stressed out, not sleeping, and eating junk food, mm-hmm. and goes to his doc and they say, "Hey, you got you got low T, man. That's why you can't have an erection and you have no energy. So here's some testosterone." The male's like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> Throws the cream on him. It's feeling like a million bucks, right? Uh, and then has to take all these other medications and products to affect the downstream issues of testosterone replacement therapy, heart enlarges, and a lot of other issues start to develop. So just like the female, you don't need to get caught up in that cycle of hormone replacement therapy. Okay. Um, well, you kind of answered the second part too, as far as like why are most women on hormone replacement. So you definitely answered that part of it. I think we should get into the four ways that we can help women transition into menopause in a healthy way. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Number one, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here. So go ahead and start probably the most important food. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, um, nutrition is so important in transitioning in a healthy way because your food matters. What you eat is what uh, your hormonal system becomes. Mm-hmm. So when we look at foods that are going to support healthy transition, we should look at healthy fats, 
We should look at plant-based phytoestrogens. We should look at healthy protein and reduction of sugars, carbohydrates, and inflammatory foods. And so, yes, sir. Phytoestrogens. So, okay, um, like fermented soy, okay. like a like a non Monsanto branded <laughs> soybean, um, can actually be really good. Okay. Um, so that has it's what we call phytoestrogen. So that that plant mm -hmm. has uh, components to it to support estrogen. Uh, broccoli is another one um, that helps with the estrogen system. So we have, but healthy fats are so important, especially when it comes down to the thyroid. Thyroid, your thyroid gland, is very important to have healthy and strong entering into menopause because of how it controls and regulates uh, all other hormonal systems as well. Um, so we need a lot of plants like uh, with high iodine, so like sea vegetables and kelp are really good for the thyroid. We need sea salt. We need high loads of sodium, you know, three, 4,000 milligrams a day of sodium to support adrenal function, hormonal systems. Yet, that you know, again, that's something that for some reason due to outdated science people are scared of well you hear you hear sodium sea salt and, you hear sodium and you're not you're not talking about table salt let's make sure that people know that right that is completely different that's right um yeah we're, we're talking about good quality quality sea salt uh and sea vegetables so um a lot of times we uh we, uh, we look at the standard american diet and we just follow what they say but we need we need healthy fats for hormonal production, so fish, quality nuts and seeds. Uh, we need olive oils. We need high, high dosage omega-3 fatty acids, so we may even want to supplement with that. Mm -hmm. um, so he healthy fats is extremely important in hormones and eggs, egg yolks too. Um, every hormone mm. is made of a cholesterol backbone. Like you can't have estrogen, testosterone, um, you, without cholesterol. So one other very important uh, nutrition um, support is is making sure you're consuming a lot of eggs and healthy uh, grass-fed meats. The whole egg. Mm -hmm. The whole thing. That's exactly right. <laughs> not, not just the egg white, the whole thing. That's right. Nutrition number two? Um, so, or supplementations? Okay, yeah. I think... Um, so when we get into supplementation, this is when you get a little crazy because you can treat almost every symptom with a supplement. So like, okay, how do we navigate this complexity of hormonal regulation? So you, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you, you get 10 menopausal symptoms and I guarantee you can type in those symptoms and you'll find a supplement for each symptom. You're taking 10 pills. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So it can get a little bit difficult. So here's what you're really trying to do. You're trying to improve thyroid and adrenal function. Um, and, um, and so the, and, and, and help estrogen conversion, uh, out of the liver, hormonal conversion, conversion in the liver. Um, so there's some great things to do. One of my, one of my favorite, just all inclusive products is from a company called designs for health it's called FemGuard balance. And it has a bunch of like your B vitamins, like B12, B9, B6, your methylated B vitamins. It has things like Vitex in there. It has some estrogen converters some progesterone support, um, has some black cohosh in it. So some, that's a good, just blended product. But if we're just isolating a few, fish oil has to be at the top of the list. We got to have healthy omega-3 fatty acids, 
for healthy hormonal function. Um, we want to also consume uh, adaptogenic herbs. So adaptogens like ashwagandha, rhodiola, shasanja berries, ginsengs, these are very good to help tonify um, the brain to thyroid to adrenal access, so that HPTA access. This helps with stress modification. It helps um, with a, a uh, down regulation of your stress system, which reduces cortisol and helps hormone production overall. Mm-hmm. So adaptogens are also a very good supplement to, uh, to consider. When it comes to fish oils, when it comes to adaptogens, we've talked about it on previous episodes, but not all supplements are made the same. That's right. What I mean, how do you, when it comes to fish oils, because fish oils, there are thousands, if mm-hmm. not tens of thousands that you can find on the shelves. And I know, <clears throat> what is the tip that you can give the listeners yeah. to look for when it comes to finding? Because I know, I know if there's one supplement that I take that I am the most scrutinized about, it's that one. Okay. Uh, you're looking for an omega-3 fatty acid that's that's bound in its true triglyceride form. So what that means is that fish oil will say triglyceride form. Okay. If it's a triglyceride form of omega-3 fatty acids, it's clean. That's what you're looking for. And you'll see that on the back of the label, triglyceride. Um, so we, a lot of times it's branded as true triglyceride. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what you're looking for. Um, most of them are going to be mercury free now, but Mm -hmm. the triglyceride form is the one you're really looking for, for good absorption. And then guys, if you're listening to this right now, FemGuard is something from Designs for Health and they do, you do have it here in the office. Um, if the listeners Mm -hmm. are interested about it and if they, if someone is not a, um, patient of yours and they're interested, can they call in or? Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can hook them up with a full script order or something like that. Okay. Um, Another adaptogen that's really good is maca root. So a couple thousand milligrams a day is it's like it acts like an adaptogen, but it's very good for the hormonal system. So you can add some like just fresh ground maca into like a smoothie, and that's uh, also good by decreasing cortisol levels. Has been shown to decrease hot flashes. So what about lion's mane? Mm, yeah, I love lion's mane. I think lion's mane is great for the brain. It really helps uh, act. Um, as a as a nice energizer for the brain, mm-hmm. memory production, uh, memory improvements, uh, without being a stimulant, and so that's where Lion's Mane really comes in. I put some Lion's Mane and coconut in my coffee the other day. And it, it, really? Yeah, I felt there great. You go, man, yeah, heck yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the big ones that women take in is black cohosh. Uh, black cohosh is very common, and that's that's good as well. About a hundred milligrams. Hey, listeners. Sorry about that. We had a little bit of audio malfunction. We're going to get right back to the episode. Thanks for understanding. Okay, we're back. Oh. We had a little we had a little uh, mishap on where we were going with black. Mm. So hot. Yeah, you took a bite of food. I, I, I threw you off because... I did. On yeah, the so, commercial break. Yeah, it was a commercial break. So uh, we're finishing up the supplements, any, anything else you want to end up on the supplements? No, and just to reiterate, just in case it is, does get cut off, black cohosh, 100 milligrams, a couple times a day, reduction of um, hot flashes, night sweats. So that's another really good one um, to consider. So 
Supplements support thyroid adrenal function through adaptogens. We can we can experiment with some like black cohosh or maca um, to help with the adaptogenic system. We can uh, use that FemGuard Balance product from Designs for Health as a nice hormone balancer. Um, and if needed, we can actually take a little bit of uh, natural progesterone um, as a as a hormone balancer because that's usually the biggest issue that we see in hormonal profiles is progesterone reduction. Awesome. Okay. And, and so um, hormones are symphony. They should be in balance. And what we see the biggest imbalance in is high estrogen load comparison to progesterone. You should have 200, 300 molecules of progesterone per molecule of estrogen. We call that the PGE2 ratio. Most women are like one to five, one to 10. Mm. Like it's really bad. So yeah. that's uh, there's a couple good supplements for menopause. Exercise. Strength training is really simple. So strength training will help testosterone production. It'll help drive, it'll help mood. Um, where women get in trouble, and men too, but where women get in trouble is chronic cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, one, they think if they do strength training, like it's going to cause them to bulk up. As <laughs> it's just, again, it's just a myth. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. You know how hard I work my butt off in the gym and I don't bulk up? You really don't. You're so skinny. I'm so skinny. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's kind of one of those things, man, where... Guys, I'm kidding. If you don't know Dr. Beard, he's pretty shredded, so... <laughs> so... Uh, if, just you can only do what your genetics will allow. Okay. But yeah. So it's one of those things where strength training is, Oh, that's a good bicep. Nice job, man. Um, that's so shorter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shorter. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what he's talking about. Typically have bigger, bigger muscles. I have longer, leaner, enduring muscles. (laughs) So strength training. Mm-hmm. It gets a bad rap. I hate it because it does get a bad rap. It's, but, hey, it is the best form of exercise. One, it's going to help prevent bone loss. So osteoporosis prevention, osteopenia prevention. It's going to help hormone production, testosterone production, mood, energy. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. Chronic cardio on a treadmill. You're burning your hormones. You're peeing them out. You're, I mean, you're burning them out. Mm-hmm. So um, one day a week, sure, go, go, go for a run. But you got to balance it with strength training. And when you do chronic cardio, if you're trying to get a lower body fat percentage below 12%, then it's just... It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're going to be skinny fat. Mm-hmm. You're going to be skinny fat. Yeah. You're going to burn your muscle. You're going to gain fat. The last of the four ones that we talked about are any other advice that you can help going into menopause? Um, so going into it, we want to establish a healthy circadian rhythm. This is so important. Um, if you don't develop a healthy sleep habit, it will jack you up when you start hitting menopause and sleep becomes a little bit of an issue. So we want to make sure that we're getting seven to eight hours a night, consistent sleep between the hours of 10 and six is the sweetest spot, seven to eight hours between that range. Um, we're eliminating nighttime lights. We're, we're, we're helping our bodies slowly, uh, drop cortisol production, increase melatonin production by not staring at blue lights, but sleep habits are very good for helping transition in menopause also with that stress support um hey what's what do you enjoy what's fun what's exciting um and uh, and do those things that are good for you that you feel relaxed like grinding um you know nine to five every day is gonna it's gonna wear you out adaptogens can offset that to a degree but uh stress 
support is, is very important. So stress and sleep, again, is a necessary component. And that's why chiropractic care can be so impactful uh, for hormone production and menopause. It helps with fertility. We have patients all the time, infertile, start getting adjusted, and have babies. Um, and also it helps with menopausal transition because chiropractic care helps reduce stress on the nervous system, which supports reproductive function, all right? You're either fight or flight or you're feed or breed. Mm -hmm. And so chiropractic care helps break that cycle to support feed and breed. If a patient was coming in here today and we, and I want to lead you into something that you had shared with me earlier that I think is so good. Um, and you know, they're, they may be upset. They're going into menopause. What do you, what, what, what is something that you say to them? Oh man. So, well, one is it's complex. And so I want to, uh, I want to communicate to you that it can be difficult to navigate all the symptoms you're dealing with and feel like a storm of symptoms, but you won't be able to dig it out with a, a medication or a singular focus. So, Hey, let's, let's not get myopic. Let's not just focus on one area. Let's rebuild the body. Even if you're in a and a trench, um, let's rebuild it by stacking healthy habits. And we may not be there in three months or six months, but a year down the road, we're going to be in a really good position. And guess what? You're not going to be needing to have more hormones, more uh, HRT, more thyroid support, more whatever, more medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. And we're going to be able to rebuild the hormonal system naturally to help you age gracefully and really create habits so that you're healthy at 80, 90, and 100. That's good. That's, That's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Four ways Dr. Barrett just shared to uh, transition into menopause in a healthy way. Dr. Barrett, thank you so much for this two-part, or the second part of the Hormone Series. Make sure you go back and listen to part one. Anything else you want to add? Hey, shout out to, if you're in the Hardin Valley area, Okay. one of my patients just opened up a coffee shop. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's called Sunago. Okay. And it, it's in J Japanese means community. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's right uh, off Hardin Valley, Sunago, Hardin Valley Road, right by the, uh, the interstate. And it's awesome. We should yeah. record an episode there. Yeah, they have a back room we can actually record there. Ooh. So, yeah, let's do it. But anyway, uh, I'm a big fan of coffee, and I like supporting local. So they just opened up on Monday. You're listening to this on Friday. So August anyway. 3rd, mm -hmm. 2022. Yep. So anyway, support Sunago Coffee, Hardin Valley, great coffee shop. Amazing. Dr. Barrett, thank you so much. Happy birthday. Text Thanks, Dr. Bro. Barrett. Let him know it's your birthday. We will see you next time on the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. Talk to you soon, guys. Before you hit X, hold on one second. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today with Dr. B. Two things that would really help the Real Health Podcast movement. One, share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And two, if you go to Apple Podcast and you scroll down, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thanks so much for your time and we'll see you next episode.